Hi, everyone, and welcome to Spill It, the Gwinnett County Public Library's podcast all about YA literature, where two of us love YA and one does not. I'm Catherine, teen services librarian, and I love YA. I'm Patty, youth services manager, and I also love YA. And I'm Sarah, youth services specialist, and I love pina coladas and getting caught in the rain. <laughs> you're, is, you're not I was in, like, are you not into yoga? <laughs> I am into champagne. I do feel like you're aging yourself. No, hey, that's hip again, right? That's hip again. Is it? No. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe my age is why I don't love YA. Because I'm not a YA. I'm an OA. <laughs> Oh no! You're an you're an M M A A M A A. What is that? Middle aged. When you said M, I went mature. I thought mature also. Just A A, an ancient adult. You are not. No, I'm not quite there yet. Wow. Anyway. Between our last episode and today, I finally finished The Court of Wings and Ruin by Sarah J. Moss. <laughs> yes, it was really good. The third book does kind of put it in an end to really, I think originally it was supposed to be a trilogy, but there is a novella, which is roughly the size of a regular book. And <laughs> I know there's a, what the, the latest book that had been published, I think is, it's another character story. It's not told from... It's gray. People are looking at me blankly. Right? It's gray and orange. Yeah, that one's orange. Oh I've just become one of the people who comes in. It's like, I want that book that's like gray and orange. Look at it's that. About fairies. Mm. She's talking about a book cover. <laughs> I thought you didn't like that. <laughs> They're very, very boring covers. Wow. Okay. Fine. Wow. I don't But like the them. books are really good. Okay. I trust you. But also in my continuing effort to read those subscription books... I also read The Buried and the Bound by Rochelle Hassan. And oddly, it's another book with a creepy forest. So (laughs) that's my third Owlcrate book in a row that I have read that all have to do with forest issues. It does make me glad I don't live in the woods. Yeah. Mm. I kind of live in the woods. But (laughs) in that one, uh, there's a hedge witch, a necromancer, fae of all sorts there's a human boy with a true love curse and a dark entity that has been awoken in the woods it was pretty good i liked it it wasn't my favorite of all the forest books i read but i will definitely stay tuned for book two because it's of course a series oh of course sarah maybe not for you and there are definite orphan issues in it (laughs) I'm, i'm looking forward to your next the next book you read about in a forest well actually i'm currently reading another subscription book called ravel and there's not a forest it's a moulin rouge retelling that uh is set in a kind of a magic filled prohibition era new york city or not new york city just new york they're on a like kind of a magical island off the coast of new york called charmant but the world building in that one is like superb. Like I can picture it and I really want to visit the island. <laughs> Who's it by? Oh, right. I should probably tell you that. Lissa Mia Smith is the author. Very cool. Sarah, are you reading anything right now? I am. I am almost finished with a book called Among the Beasts and Briars by Ashley Poston. I like that one. Yeah. And it's about um, a girl who's the gardener's daughter. 
and she's best friends with the prince and princess, and then there is something spooky happening in the woods. I was like, speaking of creepy forests. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So the prince disappears, and in the process of that, um, she she ends up getting magical powers. The prince and princess have always had magical powers, but it's not uh, common for other people to have them. So she has the magical power of making flowers grow, and then later things go awry in her kingdom and it's up to her to save things using a magical crown and she has a friend who's a talking fox and there's monsters in the woods it's a good it's a good story i like foxes so that was enough to make me i do like that magical fox (laughs) yeah i also like the cover yeah it is a pretty (laughs) cover it's a pretty cover yes google it you'll see (laughs) we will not describe it that comes later what are you reading these days patty well, I just finished Alice Osman's Nick and Charlie, a Heartstopper novella. Ooh, ooh. I love it. In my, my quest to consume all things Nick and Charlie. It's just <laughs> the sweetest. They're just so sweet. They're so sweet. I love them. Um, I also made my roommate watch all, all of Heartstopper on Netflix this past week. And so I just needed to to revisit that world i will probably reread the comics as well i just something about this story just makes me very happy and this is actually set um like about a year after where the comics currently are because nick and charlie have been dating for two years in this and nick is getting ready to go away to university and charlie is not dealing with that particularly well and not talking to Nick about his feelings which of course blows up spectacularly because you should always talk about your feelings so that's what it's about it's just it's just a super cute little story and it's kind of fun because it's actually it's not comics it's it's a novella so you get kind of some of their internal thoughts and things which I really like it was it's a fun read what are we doing now well I chose our reading for the episode and went with the Lumberjanes comic series created by Shannon Waters, Grace Ellis, Brooke Allen, and Indy Stevenson. And if you listen to the end of the last episode, I may have said Gus Allen for some weird reason. It was in my notes as Gus, but it is definitely Brooke, so I do apologize for that. (laughs) I'm assuming you looked at the name Grace Ellis and went Gus. I don't know. So, yeah, apologies. But anyway, it ties in perfectly to our Camp Kindness camping theme for our summer reading challenge happening right now. And if you still haven't signed up for summer reading, we'll post a link for you in our episode description. Yeah, you should do that now. Yeah. Right now. It's started. It's happening. Do it. Yeah. You're missing out. Hit pause. Go do it. Then come back. Oh, definitely come back. All right. Here's the Lumberjane synopsis from Boom Studios. At Miss Quinzella Thisquin. In a quick will, Thistle Crumpet's camp for hardcore lady types. Things are not what they seem. Three-eyed foxes, secret caves, anagrams. Luckily, Joe, April, Mal, Molly, and Ripley are five rad butt-kicking best pals determined to have an awesome summer together. And they're not going to let a magical quest or an array of supernatural critters get in their way. And here's a little more on the Lumberjanes themselves. There's Joe, who's an inventor and very into science. She likes experiments and nature and math. April is very creative and likes crafts, animals, mermaids, and bright colors. She keeps a journal of all the cryptids and creatures they've encountered out in the woods and wields glitter glue and googly eyes like nobody else. 
Mal is a super cool musician. She plays the guitar and even has a rad haircut. She's very scared of the water and avoids it at all costs. Molly is mature and very brave. She's great with a bow and arrow and hardly ever without her trusty raccoon buddy, Bubbles. And last but not least, there's Ripley, the youngest and smallest Roanoke, and she's also probably the wildest. She wears her heart on her sleeve, and she's kind of like a tiny tornado with blue hair. She loves dinosaurs and the girl's counselor, Jen. But so when writing these notes, um, I was guessing Sarah's favorite character is maybe April. They both love animals, and Sarah puts together our Cryptid Creatures Club here at the library. So they also have that have that in common, and she can definitely craft like the best of them. Oh, that's actually. But I'm curious you. now, Sarah, yeah. Who is your favorite camper? I was gonna say April is well, the there one. There you that go. I, <laughs> if I had to pick one that I think I'm closest to, and I was thinking it because of her kind of, she tends to be more Type A than some of the other girls. She's and a little I can bossy. Relate so. to that. Where she's <laughs> like, Let's get this done. And yeah, I can be bossy. I admit that. Admitting it's the first step. <laughs> I'm I, not planning to change it. <laughs> I also like April, but I also really like uh, Ripley's wild side. I would say Ripley is practically feral. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, a little bit. There is an issue. I really like all of them. But I do love all of them. There's an, there's an issue where we get to see the, their first day at camp, so you get to see Ripley's family, and I'm like, oh, oh, I understand so much more about Ripley. <laughs> she is basically feral. <laughs> Who's your favorite character or camper, do you think? Oh, gosh, I really like them all, but I think I... This is hard to choose because I really like Joe. I also really like Joe. And I just like, I like how like calm Joe is. That's what I was going to say. Chill about the calming presence. But I also really, really love Molly and Mal. Like I love, I love them a lot. I, I do too. It's hard. I like. I like. I like all of them. I'm really bad at picking a favorite. I don't understand that word. But I think story wise, <laughs> I enjoy Ripley's antics. I think okay. If I'm picking story wise, I like Joe because I like Joe's science stuff and I like her her take on things and like how how she deals with the crazy that is in. So. That's what's funny to me, though, because my I, I like Joe a lot, too. So I go from I really like the calm one, but I also really, really like, like the, the crazy wild one. one. <laughs> <laughs> OK, well, there are many comics in this series. How many would you say? Or we probably know. You don't have to guess. I actually I don't. But are we talking about like these bigger bound editions or like the ones Patty has in a pile right there well, of the that bound, you can't see. I'm sorry. The bound <laughs> editions, there are at least 20 because it ends with 20. That's the final one. But there are also extra ones that aren't in that list of 20. So there's like I've bonus tracks, one that was bonus tracks and one that was called campfire songs. And then these two that are not on the, they're not numbered as part of the thing, but they are complete stories. So I'm not sure where they fit in the, in the rest of them. So I would say that there are 20 volumes of comics in the main storyline, and then there are extra outside stories. Several additional. Yes, mm-hmm. is how I would describe that. Because um, I was not reading from the bound ones. I have, I started reading Lumberjanes when it came out in 
2014. Um, and I have the, the floppies, they call them. So the, in the single issues as they came out. Um, and I was buying them that way. And so I actually have my, my first one is sitting here and it's signed by Brooke Allen. She drew a little sheep and she says, I rule all the schools. Um, <laughs> I think I got this signed actually at San Diego Comic-Con in 2014. Um, cause they had the boom studio booth there and oh. it was, I was very excited to meet them because I really liked the Lumberjanes and, um, I got patches too. They, they had patches for sale. So nice. Um, that is one thing like, um, have you seen the back? I did. Those are, that's pretty cool. So this is kind of a cover type tuck, but it is the a little bit. covers are very different from like these bound ones to Patty's floppies. You can sounded, call them single issues. If sounded you want. when I, it sounded weird when I was like, your floppies, <laughs> but, um, yeah, the floppies have the badges on the back of them. So each badge they earn in that issue they in get, that issue. and then it, and it, it's, Cumulative, so it's like all the badges they so get. I thought that was really cool. That is cool. The other thing I really like that I thought was super fun in these is for the first like six or seven um, that tell the first sort of complete story about what's going on with Artemis and the camp and like what's happening at the camp. Uh, they have in the back because this was a long time ago. Um, Jen made this rad mix, and we thought we'd share it with you so you can with you guys cut it out fold it up and burn your own cd yo so there's like a mix um that you can now download and create a playlist but they also <laughs> created like back in the day when we used to burn cds you would make covers for your cd case and things and so they have the covers that you could do but it's been super fun i've been gone through and made um playlists of all of the all of the cds <laughs> How many of our listeners do you think actually know what burning a CD is? I think most oh, of them I know what a CD do. is. <laughs> I think some maybe don't. Oh, no. Like, cassette tapes are back and in now. See, they have to know what a CD is. Like, I'm, like cassette tapes are in. Well, I'd say one thing if we're talking about the cover and talking about the art in general is I think something, as far as I know, is unique to this series is the art changes every issue. So it isn't it isn't. Um with comics like this, it, it isn't super unique to have different guest artists come in and and do different issues and stuff. But um, I really love that. I, I like the collection of artists they have. Um, Faith Aaron Hicks does a lot of stuff with them, and I really love her work. So, But I love seeing the different takes on, on the design because you can have a basic design of a character, but the way different artists approach that character is always super fun to see like april has long red hair and it always has a poof she always has like a, a headband in it and she's the shortest one and they have the clothes that they tend to wear so like you're you can always tell who that character is but seeing each person's take on april is super fun or you know Molly or Mal and everybody looks vaguely different but you never like I don't know who that is no but I, I think that's interesting to see and see them in different styles I do love they did a um an issue that I think is included in one of the uh, extra volumes that is it has um six different stories they're telling ghost stories around the campfire and I love this because it's it's unrelated to anything else. Like it's, it's one night, 
completely standalone issue and they got special guest illustrators to illustrate each story that the girls tell. So the art changes like six times in the book and it's super fun. And like each story is its own creepy story and the art changes with each I remember that story. One. I, I love liked it. it. It's a super fun way to like highlight a lot of different illustrators, which is always a fun thing to do. I also like in the back of these bound ones, like there's all the different cover variations at the end. So you get to see a bunch of different covers and it lists their artists. So it's really cool to see how each artist kind of envisioned the cover for each of these stories. I think what I like about this comic just in general is I really love each of these girls has a very different personality and is very different and comes from like very different families and they have become such close friends in this and like you definitely like Joe and April know each other because they've been coming to the camp for a while and they're best friends already but like this is Ripley's first year and like they meet Ripley and and she becomes like instantly friends with them and then um, Mal and Molly have this like adorable sort of growing crush that they have on each other but like it's super cute how they do that and how they're just kind of like they don't really want to acknowledge it at first and then they they kind of that you to watch that grow is super fun and the um camp's motto is friendship to the max Mm -hmm. and I love that in that just pervades every issue like everything every storyline is about friendship and the importance of friendship and the different ways friendship happens and Things like that. And, like, even there's, like, an issue, you get a storyline about the um, leader of the camp and something that happened at the camp when she was young, when she went to the camp before she took over, and her best friend and, like, what happened to them. And you get that storyline, too. And I I like that storyline. That was super interesting. Um, So I just, I really enjoy reading about friendship, Again, I've never been to sleepaway camp. It's kind of like <laughs> your found family. Yes, it is very like found family. I'm like, is this like sleepaway camp? The two books we've read about sleepaway camp make me very glad I have never gone to sleepaway camp because I am not nearly um, good at investigating either murders or mysterious figures in the woods. <laughs> I would not do well at sleepaway camp is my takeaway from, from our summer of reading. Yeah, but they're like investigating supernatural critters in the woods. I also am not good at that. Okay. <laughs> like, How do you know until you try? <laughs> How do you know I haven't? I'm assuming. Well, I thought this was a good balance of uh, this, the supernatural stuff is there and there's a lot of fun creatures, but it's, there's also a lot of humor to it, um, giving you like Scooby-Doo or yes. Gravity Falls type of vibes. So it's never too scary. Um, but also always, always anchored by how their friendship and how supportive they all are of each other. And, and working together. And the sweetness of their relationship. There's never really... I mean, I haven't read all the episodes. I I did find out there's 75 issues, and I have definitely not read 75 issues, but I never really see them have much of a deep conflict. They're always just kind of on the same page and helping each other out, which is nice. You can't see us nodding, but both Patty and I are nodding. (laughs) Yeah, that is really nice. It's just, I like it too because it 
it probably kind of, if you were asking me what age it targets, it's on the younger side of some of the stuff we do, but it never feels um, dumbed down or or anything like that. It's it's just a really charming story about girls who are friends, which I think we need some more of. <laughs> I really like, there's one storyline where Mal and Molly end up in a another dimension with the bear lady, and they're having this giant adventure that they were not planning on having. They were going to go on a picnic. And the other girls are back at camp thinking, Mal and Molly are off on their picnic. What are we going to do today? And they're like, we're going to earn some of the normal badges. Like there's like a cake decorating badge and like um, a, a learn to dance badge and a paint a fence badge, make your bed badge. And they're like, we're going we're gonna to get some of these normal badges. And they fail miserably <laughs> at it. And it's so funny because it's alternating them trying so desperately to do something normal. And the other two girls are off having this massive wild adventure that they didn't want. Mm. <laughs> I do like how they have used the device of whenever they would be saying a swear word, instead they substitute the oh name of gosh. a famous woman from history I or from pop that. culture. And uh, that forced me to look up a couple names and learn some new facts about women I hadn't that's heard of true. before. So that's kind of cool. So they'll say, instead of, oh, darn, they'll say, you know, Sandra Day O'Connor, Octavia Butler, May Jemison. <laughs> that was one of my favorite. I can't remember when it came up, but it was so funny the way she was like, Holy May Jemison. Oh, my Bessie Coleman. Can we just worry about that getting back to camp? <laughs> so, yeah, I really, I thought that was delightful. I like at the beginning of all the chapters, too, in these editions or the bound editions or whatever, you get a little brief snippet about the different badges mm. that they are either earning or trying to earn. Like the go ballistic badge. Dance like your life depends on it. I think you asked, you know, favorite characters, not just like creatures sort of things. I really like the Yetis. Okay. Have you run into the Yetis in what you read? Um, n- yes and no, because I read the last two. Okay. Um, last two bound editions, which I guess is like wrapping up, you know, the, there's definitely the final issue in there. And so the all the creatures kind of make an appearance at the end. So I saw them there, but I did not read one specifically about them. My favorite creatures that they encountered were the pukas. I don't know if you guys read that. Oh, I don't know if I've gotten to the pukas. And the pukas are these weird little creature. All of them are named puka. <laughs> and uh, they can shapeshift, which results in them shapeshifting into the campers and then uh, kind of taking their spot at camp for a while. But they also, the pukas are compelled anytime they see something that's particularly cute, they automatically transform into it. (laughs) I am not surprised if that's your favorite. I like Bubbles the raccoon. Oh, I do love Bubbles the raccoon. I also like the bear lady, the grumpy bear lady. So what I love about Bubbles the raccoon is when you suddenly find out the Bubbles the raccoon is an actual raccoon and not just a raccoon hat that she has. Yeah. And they're like, what? I thought we made it super obvious. <laughs> like, no, no, you did not make it super obvious. I know. Yeah. I thought she was wearing a raccoon hat. I mean, I guess she was. 
He's just curled up on her head. Just happy, happy, happy. I'm like, that does ma- like that does explain why she like almost got caught in a s- trap door to save her raccoon hat. I was like, why didn't you just let your hat go? And I was like, oh, because it's an actual raccoon hat. There you go, there. yeah. That makes sense. All right. That makes sense. But there are mermaids and dinosaurs and pukas. Gods and goddesses that show up. Because there's a lot of supernatural going on. Evil fox, stone creatures. And there's a lot about like what the lumberjanes, what the camp is meant for and what, what they are supposed to be doing. There is a, a bigger purpose than just coming to camp and going to a summer camp. I like, if you read all of them, you'll get that. One of the things I think is important to talk about when you talk about lumberjanes is how groundbreaking it was because it's a comic that is completely created by by women at the time. At Shannon Waters, Grace Ellis, and Andy Stevenson. It, it just didn't happen. <laughs> Shannon Waters was the editor. So to have a, a, a woman editor on it as well. And then I realized as I was like looking at this first edition, there is a whole list of all the various... Cause like, so when a new comic comes out in the single issues, they have a bunch of different cover artists. So like you can buy a bunch of different issues of the copies of the same issue, but don't have different covers art. And every single one of the exclusive covers looks like it was also done by a woman. And the badge designs are Kate Leith and, uh, the assistant, like every, everybody involved in this, <laughs> which that is, that was very rare. Yeah, it's exciting that it's it was created by an all-female creative team. It's also exciting that they um, have characters in there that maybe up until that point had been underrepresented in comics. So you've got trans characters and um, other, you know, queer characters and characters of different um, racial backgrounds and things all together, which maybe was not as common, perhaps. It definitely wasn't common in a comic aimed at the younger fans. Yeah, because yeah. comics traditionally, I think, are, you know, male-driven, male-created, you know, the males are the consumers of them. So I think that... Um, this is worth mentioning in the yeah. history of comics as like a positive step toward opening up the world of comics to more than just one it type of person. It was really nice to see. And this actually was probably the first like comic or graphic novel series that I actually picked up to read because I found like I found it shelving and I was like, this is so cool. I love this so much. <laughs> <laughs> so you weren't someone who read a lot of comics no. when you picked this. That's cool. No. So it was one that finally, as I'm like shelving them, I'm like, this is different. I like this a lot. I think I found this. I was trying to remember why I, why I knew about this. Like why, how come I, because this was like at the height of when I was like super into comics. I went to the comic book store every Wednesday. I had a pull list. I knew everybody at my comic book store. Um, and I think what it was is I had found N.D. Stevenson had a, a web comic called Nimona that they updated, oh, God, I think it was on Tumblr at that time. I think it was. And I, I randomly found it one day and I loved it. And when I found out that they had 
this comic coming out. I cannot remember because um, Nimona was bound into a graphic novel and is a bestseller and absolutely wonderful. And I'm sure we're going to mention it in a little bit. But um, I don't remember which came out first, if it was Lumberjanes or, or the bound edition of Nimona. But anyway, I was like, oh my gosh, Andy Stevenson has a comic. It looks, it's about girls at camp. This looks super great. Um, and that's how I found it is, is because I really liked their work. And I have now since, like other people involved with this comic, I have found through this guy, Kate Leith. I really love her stuff. It's like super great. And, and she did Hellcat for um, uh, Marvel for a while. And Grace Ellis, I really like her stuff. And then some of the other authors, uh, illustrators they bring in, like I mentioned Faith Aaron Hicks earlier. She's another person that I really like that they've worked with that I kind of found so it's like it's been it's been a nice connecting device for me. It's always interesting to find out how people got into into the comics that they got into. That's really cool that you just you were like, oh, this looks really neat. Yeah. Does anybody have something they would recommend to people looking for something similar to Lumberjanes, or if they like Lumberjanes? I do. Um, so the publisher that puts out Lumberjanes Boom Comics. Um, has a couple of series that I think would appeal to people who like Lumberjanes. Um, there is, uh, one of my favorites is a Goldie Vance. It's written by Hope Larson. It's illustrated by Brittany Williams. And this is, it's, um, if you like the mystery kind of, and the adventure that happens in Lumberjanes, you would probably like this. It is mystery comic it's been compared to like nancy drew and trixie belden and stuff and it's set in kind of a um it looks very retro it's not but it, it looks that way like this the style of the art everything makes it look um very 50s sort of and it's about goldie and her friends and they solve mysteries it it feels kind of similar to archie Actually, it might be set in the past. Actually, is it? The cover set? gave me Nancy Drew vibes, so that's why very, I'm, I'm it's looking at it. Very, yeah, oh. it's like very Nancy Drew. I see that now. Um, or it does feel like an Archie a little bit. It's got that style, too, the older Archie. Because it looks, it's very 50s. Mm -hmm. It's just the art style and stuff. And, again, because I brought her up a couple of times, Faith Aaron Hicks has some graphic novels that she has done on her own. Um, I think any of theirs are would be good. Friends with Boys is a delightful story about a, a girl who's got a lot of a lot of boys in her life, um, and she's also been the illustrator on um, some of my favorites. Rainbow Rowell's Pumpkinheads is a delightful book that she has illustrated. She also has her own series that she has written about the Nameless City, which is if you like the adventure and um, stuff that happens in Lumberjanes, and if you're also maybe a fan of Avatar The Last Airbender, mm. you would like the Nameless City series. How about you, Sarah? Do you have a read-like? Uh, well, the one you mentioned earlier, Nimona by Andy Stevenson, I like. Um, if you don't know, it's about... Nimona is it wants to be a sidekick to a villain, but they um, there's a lot of humor and heart in this one too, which is uh, makes it similar to Lumberjanes and the vibe. I also, um, if you just like supernatural and humor, but you want your supernatural a little bit like gorier, 
Um, then the novel John Dies at the End by Jason Pargan, which is about um, some, it's an adult, not a young adult, but it's about some college-age friends who end up fighting the apocalypse. But it's the story is told with a lot of uh, humor in that one as well. But more gross things happen, and the monsters are a little scarier than Lumberjanes. What about you, Catherine? So the series I'm recommending is uh, probably more middle grade for sure, but I'd highly recommend The Witch Boy by Molly Knox Ostertag. Yes. It's a story about family, identity, courage, and magic. The main character is 13-year-old Aster, and in his family, all girls are raised to be witches, while the boys are shapeshifters. And historically, anyone found crossing that line has been exiled from the family. Aster hasn't ever shifted, and he knows he's a witch, even if his family won't allow him to train as one. But then things start happening, and I don't really want to spoil the story at all, but I think you can make some guesses as to where the story's going based on the title. But there comes a point where Aster has to try and save his family and be his true self. There are currently, I don't know if it's a finished series or not, but there's three books in the series, and they are all amazing. And just to throw this in here, I recently read Indy Stevenson's memoir, and that was also really good. So if you're interested in the creators of Lumberjanes, you might want to check that out too. And it talks a lot about Nimona as well. So we have a fun announcement. This year in our Camp Kindness Summer Reading Challenge, we are giving away 14 Spill It book bundles, each one with its own unique theme. And each bundle will include a few books, and one of those will be signed by the author. To enter for one of these bundles, sign up for summer reading and complete the activity badge for any or all of the Spill It book bundles that appeal to you. At the end, we will do a drawing for the winner from everybody who completes each badge. Nice. And we want to do a shout out because part of completing the badge is to send us an email and tell us things you recommend. So we want to give a shout out to Haley, Jay, and Riley. Thank you for sending us an email and thanks for making great recommendations. You may see those pop up in this podcast at some point. Just adding to my TBR. Thanks a lot. <laughs> oh, thank you for writing. We love it when people We write really us do appreciate it. No, I, yes. <laughs> so now that I've made my spiel for doing some Spill It book bundle badges, Patty, I think it is your turn. Tell us what we're reading next time. So. Our next episode, I believe, is like, it's not run away with me, but it's like some sort of like go on an adventure, go on a trip, get ready for your trip, something like that. I don't remember. I think it's a book your trip. Book your trip? Oh, that would you make, see the pun? That would make sense. Like it's like a book, <laughs> but it's also like making a reservation. I got it. Okay. I got it. Are you sure? Yeah. I can go over it again. Explain it one more time. <laughs> All right. So you should have seen Sarah's face the whole time. Patty's like, it's like run away with me or like. I couldn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but I picked a good book for it. So <laughs> I picked an adventure book on the high seas. I picked Daughter of the Pirate King by Trisha Levensler. This book has been on my TBR for a long time, um, so I'm thrilled to um, get a chance to read it and to drag both of you along with me. So, yay. It is about a 17-year-old pirate captain who allows herself to get captured 
by a rival pirate captain because she needs to find a piece of a map and she thinks he's got it. So um, it's about that kind of adventure and all the stuff that happens to her. And of course there is a antagonist slash possible love interest because <laughs> there always is. Um, and I'm just, I think it's going to be a fun summer read. Who who doesn't love pirates? This has been another episode of Spill It by the Gwinnett County Public Library. I'm Patty. I'm Catherine. And I'm Gus. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Sarah. I'm Sarah. I just told you we want to be done with this. (laughs) I've been saving that for 45 minutes. we would love for you to come back and join us next time as we spill the tea on daughter of the pirate king remember to like review and subscribe and until next time keep reading